Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, make sure you're hitting that subscribe button and the like button if you're watching it on YouTube, the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. This podcast can be found anywhere you listen to your podcast, so make sure you're following it. Uh, give it a rating on Apple or iTunes, uh, all that good stuff, so go check that out. Uh, make sure you're also checking out the Belly Up Media Network. If you go to bellyupsports.com and check out all the podcast blogs and everything there, there's something there for everybody, not just sports. There's something there in the media world for everybody. Bellyupsports.com to check out the Belly Media Up, the Belly Up Media Network. This podcast is also brought to you by Coach Stone Football and his Back to the Basics books and drills. Go to CoachStoneFootball.com and click on his Back to the Basics drill manuals. He does all the work for us coaches who are looking to get back to the basics and find drills to help us be successful, especially as we're going into summer ball. Uh, you can experiment with some drills and everything else. And to save you time, try to figure it out. Sit down and talk about it. Coach Stone does all the work for you. Uh, you will never have to look up another drill again, I promise you. So go to CoachStoneFootball.com and check out his Back to the Basics drill manuals. Thank you, Coach Stone, for sponsoring the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about college football's top 25. Uh, should that be, is it the right order? You know, it's it's preseason. It's, uh, you know, there's no offseason. We all have topics. So we're going to discuss a little bit of that. Then we'll discuss another topic that we've discussed two podcasts in a row, but it just can't just can't, can't seem to get away. Just can't seem to get away. Um, so let's talk about college football rankings. Um, you know, whether this is right or wrong, uh, I think it was updated this week. So we'll, we'll talk about the way early. I'm calling it way early, top 25, um, AP top 25, and then we can look over the coaches' polls and everything else. Um, and then as we go along in the podcast, not this episode, as we go along, we'll talk about conferences, we'll talk about teams, how it's going to fare, and all that stuff all summer. Uh, and so check out, be stay tuned, and hopefully get some coaches on here from high school to college on here. We'll talk football and everything else, so be look, look out for that. So let's talk about the college football rankings. Um, our top 25 college football rankings. Um, we'll talk about here if they are right, wrong. Uh, and then we'll talk about coaches, polls, um, all that good stuff. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'll have my screen shared. Hopefully you guys can read it. Um, so let's let's just let's just look at it, guys. Let's just check it out. So at number one, of course, they have the Georgia Bulldogs, and why not? Why would you not have Georgia at number one? You're reigning national champions. Um now, they did lose a lot on defense. Uh, they're going to lose a little bit on offense, but they're ranked number one just because they won the national title. At number two, you have Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, me personally, all oh, uh, biased because you're an Alabama guy or you're a Nick Saban guy. You could easily have Alabama at number one because they just reload. They still have young back at quarterback. They still have weapons at wide receiver. They're still going to have running backs. They still have some guys on defense that came back, believe it or not. Um but those are interchangeable. It was the same thing in the college football playoff this year. So Georgia at number one, Alabama number two. One that's kind of shocking to some people and a little bit to myself, and we will talk about this later on as we talk about you know, the Power Five conferences and everything else. Michigan is at number three. Jim Harbaugh led you know, Big Ten champion into the college football playoff where it was lost you know, early on to Georgia. So they are at number three. 
reigning Big Ten champs. I think they are ranked number three because of the fact that they won the Big Ten and they got to the college football playoff. But people are very high on Michigan. They have a lot of returning players. You know, did they, are they finally turning a corner? Jim Harbaugh staying. He was, you know, maybe going to go to the Minnesota Vikings. Staying. He's at number three. Number four is the Cincinnati Bearcats. They are moving on to the Big 12, getting out of their conference and moving on to bigger and better things. They are the first non-Power 5 team to make the college football playoffs since it was created. And they had a rough go against Alabama, but they had a good team. But, you know, they have some turnover on offense. They're going to have some turnover on defense. So the big question for Luke Fickle there is, can he turn it around? But it says something about Luke Fickle that he stayed at Cincinnati. He didn't even – he might have entertained um, some different job offers. But the fact that he stayed there, so they're at number four. Baylor up-and-coming program back, and they are at number five. Um, you know, good team last year. They Last year they were 12-2. and two. Very good team in the Big 12. Won the Big 12 by an inch. So good program Coach Aranda's got going on down there. They're great on defense. Their offense is still – you know, electric. So, you know, they got Baylor at number five. Ohio State at number six finished 11-2, the first time they've lost to Michigan in many, many years and did not win the Big Ten. Um, they ended up 11-2. and two. People are very high on Ohio State this year. Uh, Oklahoma State at number seven. They surprised a lot of people last year with their defense. Um, they, they were more electric on defense last year. I think they were on offense. They ended up 12-2, losing the Big 12 to Baylor, literally by an inch. Uh, Notre Dame, with uh, their defensive coordinator becoming the head coach because Kelly leaves for LSU. So, new head coach. Uh, exciting things going on at Notre Dame. They ended up 11-2. They were very close to making it to the college football playoff uh, last year, but they sit at number 8. Michigan State, who had an up-and-down year, they looked like a team that could be in the college football playoff and be in discussion to make it to the title game. Great run game, but then they fell to a couple teams they shouldn't have, ended up 11-2. and They haven't ranked at number 9. Oklahoma, with all the stuff going there, Lincoln Riley departs from Oklahoma. Coach Venables returns to Oklahoma. They are at number 10. They finished 11-2, and looking to continue the Oklahoma way of football. So in this top 10... Is there anyone in here that I think should not be ranked as high as they are? For me personally, I hate Ohio State. I personally do not like them. I don't. They're they're a good football team, so respect is given to them. But they're just. We all have that team that we just root against or don't like. Now, do I watch what they do on offense and I love it? Absolutely. Do I watch what they do on offense? Talk about it? Absolutely. Um, They do good things there. They have athletes. They just dominate the Big Ten year in and year out. Um, I do think, though, they're better than Cincinnati. I do think if Cincinnati were to play Ohio State, Ohio State would beat them. Um, People are very high on Ohio State this year. Some people are picking them to almost win the national title, or at least get there and win the Big Ten. Talking about the athletes they have there, uh, Coach Day and the way he calls his offense. Um, So people are very high on Ohio State. So I think Cincinnati needs to be dropped a little bit. Um, People have Baylor above Ohio State. That I'm okay with. And people have Michigan above them. I I could see Michigan being ranked below Ohio State, but I think Ohio State needs to be above Cincinnati. I also think that with what's going to be happening at Notre Dame, I, I would put Cincinnati down at like nine and have Notre Dame above them. Uh, somewhere in there. Oklahoma State's ranked pretty high, too. So if you're just going by top 10, then we'll look at the whole 25, exactly where to place them. Um, I think Cincinnati's ranked too high. 
Michigan just a little bit ranked too high. Um, and even Oklahoma State a little bit, but not much. But I think Cincinnati and Michigan are ranked a little bit too high. But ex- ex- especially Cincinnati, I think they are um, ranked a little bit too high. We're moving on with the rest of the top 25. You've got Old Miss coming in at number three. Lane Kiffin taking over Old Miss program, getting them to 10 and three. Uh, it's turning the program around there. They are ranked at number 11 uh, with their high flying offense. Their drafted quarterback is gone, so they're going to have to re. Um, load there at the quarterback position. Uh, they're trying to get the defense better. If that defense gets better and the offense stays the way it's going, they are going to compete in the SEC. They, they're finally putting in money um, into their facilities for recruiting purposes. So Old Miss is on the rise. Lane Kiffin, I think, wants to prove that he could stay somewhere at a school that plays at a high level. Um and so Old Miss coming at number 11 is fine. I uh, don't really have a problem with that. Utah coming in at 12. They were ranked, they finished 10 and 4. Um, they were up and down this year, but Utah coming in pretty high at number 12. Um, Pittsburgh, who won the ACC last year, they are ranked at 13. They came in at 11 and 3. Had a really good year last year, sort of surprising the ACC because. We're just going to keep rallying on. Clemson at number 14. They finished 10 and 3. They had a down year. A down year for Clemson is 10 and 3. Inconsistent quarterback play. They had a couple injuries. Defense didn't do everything that it needed to. And they continue in the ACC. Wake Forest, the surprise team last year who went 11 and 3 and beat a lot of good teams. And they scored a lot of points last year. Wake Forest is an offense that we probably all should be paying attention to. And we'll, we'll talk about that. Think about this, guys. Utah is ranked above Clemson. Pittsburgh, even though they won the ACC last year, and that's why they're ranked above Clemson. But Clemson Tigers at 14, and Wake Forest at 15 right above them. The Raging Cajuns at 16. They lose their head coach, Billy Napier, to Florida. But they finished 13-1, and had a very good season. Can they sustain that type of success with Coach Napier gone? Houston comes in at number 17, 12 and 2. Inconsistent on their offense last year. Inconsistent on defense last year, but they still rank up pretty high. They were 12 and 2 in that conference. Um, so they're ranked at number 17. Kentucky, who had a fantastic year in Kentucky standards, because a basketball school. They went 10 and 3. Uh, contract session there for Stoops there as their head coach. Their offense got a little bit better. Their defense, they competed. They actually competed even with the likes of Georgia. So they come in at number 18. BYU finally going to try to join a conference. They ended up at 10-3 and three after their um, down year, I guess, the loss to Coast Carolina the year before. They ended up at 10-3. and three. North Carolina State at 9-3. and three. Uh, They bounced back during their year. Arkansas, uh, Coach Pittman turning around the Arkansas program. They got to 9-4. and four. Uh, They beat some teams they shouldn't have. They lost to some they shouldn't have. But he's recruited well. That is a team on the rise. They come in at number 21, Oregon, who had high expectations last year. They have a new head coach taking defensive coordinator from Georgia to take over at Oregon. They ended up at 10-4 last year. Now they are number 22 in the nation. The Iowa Hawkeyes, who I picked to compete and almost win the Big Ten to make the college football playoff, they let me down. Inconsistent quarterback play, inconsistent run game. Uh, at times they needed to score points. They couldn't. They could stop teams. They just could not score. They are. They ended up 10-4. and four. They are number 23 in the nation. 
Utah State coming in at number 24 at 11 and 3. I don't know much about Utah State, so if that tells you anything, then San Diego State, good football school, good football program. They ended up at 12 and 2. They come in at number 25. So when we look at 10 through 25, there are some surprise teams that are ranked on here. I am surprised that North Carolina State's on here, even though they got a lot better. I am surprised Utah State is ranked. I'm surprised San Diego State's ranked. Because think of all the other Power 5 schools out there that could probably be ranked in the top 25. So some of those surprise me. The one that's going to show is Utah. Now, Clemson had a down year. So I think Clemson being 14, you could even probably rank them a little bit higher. They're, they're built. They're on poise to have a big year this year. Um, you know, they're a better quarterback play. They're going to have a better run game. Um, they've got, you know, some good linemen that are going to be healthy. They were young on the line last year. So experience coming in um, is going to help them. But their rank's pretty low at 14. And then Wake Forest having that one good year. See, here's the thing about these rankings and why I think they should mean something. If they change the college football playoff to where top 25 means something, a lot of this is going to be awesome. But there's times where sometimes it doesn't mean anything. I still like to think they mean something. But if you do good the previous year, you get ranked pretty high going into the next year, no matter what happens. So Wake Forest has a good year, bam, they're number 15. North Carolina State has a good year, bam, they're ranked. Kentucky, same thing. Now, do those teams deserve it? Yes, they, they coached very hard, they played very hard. But on here, I think Clemson needs to be ranked higher. I think Arkansas should be ranked higher. I think Arkansas could probably beat North Carolina State. Um, Houston's probably right where they need to be. Um, I'm curious to see how the Raging Cajuns do without Billy Napier, who is a great coach. Curious to see what he does at Florida. But you see these teams that are either not Power 5 or they are, but they've always been subpar Power 5. You don't see Florida ranked up there because they had a bad year. You don't see the likes of like a West Virginia ranked up there. You know what I mean? Uh, you don't see... Um, other schools from those conferences. You don't see like a Washington, who is always a great football program. You're not seeing Auburn ranked up there. You're not seeing, you know, all this other stuff ranked up there. You know, all these other schools that get talked about. Excuse me. So it's cool for college football to see some of these other teams ranked. But yeah, some of these need to be jumbled around. I think Arkansas needs to be ranked a little bit higher. Iowa probably the same because of how they played last year and how it fared. Oregon probably the same. Um, we could talk about who they're going to play. You guys can see that if you're watching the video. But at the same time, we'll, we'll talk about that when we talk about conferences and who they're going to play because some of these guys are going to play each other that are ranked and they're going to be good games. we got some good games starting right off the bat. Um, now... We'll click over here on the coaches poll and see if much has changed. Um, you can already see right here in the coaches, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, and Cincinnati did not change because those were your um, um, college football playoff. But you see right here, Ohio State, they put Ohio State up at number five and dropped Baylor down. And then they've got Notre Dame at nine instead of eight. So there was something to that where I said Ohio State maybe needs to be ranked higher. And even this, I think Cincinnati needs to be ranked below some of these teams. But a lot of the same. Oklahoma still number 10, Old Miss 11, Utah 12. But on the coaches poll, they've got Wake Forest ranked above Clemson. Like, isn't it amazing that Clemson has this big ride 
wins championships. It just shows you when you have one good year, the coaches and the AP polls, they'll rank you pretty high, which is cool for morale. It's cool for recruiting. It's cool for your campus. They rank you pretty high. Wake Forest has a great year, and the coaches rank them above Clemson. Kentucky finally has a good year in football, like a really good team. Now they're ranked above Clemson. Clemson's going to be pissed off. And I think Clemson's going to bounce back this year. Are they going to make the playoff? I don't know. It's too early to tell. But they're going to bounce back. And they're going to compete. Everything else is pretty much the same. they got Oregon ranked above BYU in this one. But in the coaches' poll, they've got Texas A&M at 25. I mean, you beat Alabama once, and you think you can say whatever you want, and they're going to put you in the top 25 as coaches. So you see they don't have... A couple other teams here. They got Iowa at the same spot. They put Utah State down. Arkansas is at 20. Um, Raging Cajuns are still up there at 18. So some of it's the same. The coaches pull. See, sometimes the coaches pull is the one I agree with more because they're seeing the, the, the teams. They understand what's going on. I almost prefer the AP one. I almost prefer the AP poll. The only one that makes more sense is moving Ohio State up. So... Here's our way too early that I'm calling top 25. Uh, I don't know who you would play some of these teams with. Um, you know, you got three teams from the Big Ten. I don't know if another Big Ten school should be in the top 25. Maybe Penn State could be in there above some of these teams. Uh, but it's it's weird to see some of these teams in there, and you're not seeing other Big 12 schools or SEC schools, Pac-12 schools. In there, there's schools that we used to see it in there. But this is our way too early top 25. Uh, leave comments in the comic section about who do you think needs to be ranked. Did they get it right? Does it matter if they're ranked right now? Um, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. You know, looking back when LSU was number one and they played Mississippi State, Mississippi State just punched them in the face over and over again. They won. Um, some of these are probably dead set on. Some of these are not. Um so that's the way too early top 25 um, going on here. So leave comments in the comic session about who you think needs to be ranked where and everything else. Um, moving on to the final segment. Third time in a row on this particular podcast where I have to sit here and talk about Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. I didn't want to do it two times in a row. But it just kept happening, and I've seen things, and I had to talk about it. Wasn't going to. And then I saw something else saying that Jimbo Fisher continues to talk. All right, what do he say now? Jimbo Fisher continues to talk. Now, Nick Saban came on. We talked about on a radio show, and he apologized and said he shouldn't have called out schools by name, and this, this, and that. He did try to call Jimbo Fisher. He's not taking the call, blah, 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 blah. Here's an article. Um... Because he continues to talk. Texas a and football coach Jimbo Fisher defends Aggies recruiting. Rips complete lies. Um, Jimbo Fisher doubled down on his defense of Texas A&M recruiting in an interview with San Antonio TV station, saying that just one of the 11 early enrollees in the Aggies' number one recruiting class has a name image likeness deal. Um, the Aggies coach responded by calling a news conference Thursday morning, ripping Saban. We never bought anybody. Despicable. Calling Saban despicable. Um... So here's the thing. Let's just remember this. In that that rant that he went on, he said that 
They do everything by the book. They've never cheated. Nick Saban never said they cheated. But then he talks about the collective that Nick Saban was talking about before and said, he said, yeah, we have a collective. He goes, but I don't know how much money's in there. I don't know what's going on. They deal with that. We just do our job. And I said, if you're the head coach, you don't know everything going on. There's a problem. So think about that as I read this next part. On Sunday night, KSAT aired an interview with Fisher. They record on Friday when the coach visited the city to speak at the alumni club. And this is what Fisher said. I just researched this, Fisher said in an interview. Of the 11 guys we have in place that came early, one guy (coughs) has a name image like this deal. So all these stories you're hearing are complete lies. He reiterated that he had already been on the defense since signing day in February when he was questioned. Social media posts that claimed the Aggies um, had a $30 million fund for name image likeness deals. It was written on social media, Fisher said to reporter Greg Simmons. You got news channels that believed it, and you believed it. Fisher then began questioning Simmons. I'm asking you, Fisher said, do you do your research? No, so you just assumed. And that's the way this world goes. As soon as it's written on social media and someone says that you believe it, so where does that put you guys as reporters? Nobody wants the truth. You want a story to click and hit. Fisher, like he said on Thursday, repeated that he hadn't talked to Saban, didn't plan to do so. No, we haven't talked, Fisher said. Um, And then when he was asked whether he accepts Saban's apology, he said he – um, Fisher said then was asked whether he accepts Saban's apology. I said we're not talking. So he continues to talk after he goes on this big rant. And he, right then and there says, I just researched this to figure it out. Well, here's the thing. You need to know everything that goes on in your program at all times. So the fact that you went on this rant and as you walked away from it, you probably went, oh, I should probably know. It's cool that one of your players got an NAIL deal. Now you've got coaches coming out saying that Saban was right. you got coaches keeping their mouth shut. Um, and again, he's very defensive about this. It's not cheating if you actually gave someone an NAIL deal as soon as they walked on campus. Who cares? And then we're going to – here's an article. I loved. I don't think Nick Saban's doing this on purpose, but it'd be pretty cool. Title, Nick Saban strikes back at Jimbo Fisher the best way he knows how, and I loved it. I saw that a guy went to Alabama, and then you read the article, it's cool. I loved it. I'm going to read the article. Jimbo Fisher, an excitable man, said Nick Saban maybe needed to be slapped upside the head when he was a child, but it was Alabama's coach who did all the punching. The feud is growing by the day at this point. The latest... Saban and his staff have locked up a top quarterback prospect previously committed to Texas A&M. The player is Eli Holston of Zachary, Louisiana, and Alabama is hoping he's a good backup plan if top quarterback prospect Arch Manning doesn't choose Alabama. Um, so what's pretty cool is they had a quarterback go to Texas A&M and Nick Saban flipped him. So Nick Saban says he's not going to talk about this anymore. He's not going to talk about Jimbo Fisher, blah, blah, blah. All he can do is apologize. All he can do is um, worry about his team and everything else. Jimbo Fisher's out there saying he's got to, you know, look at it, make sure everything he said was right. And while he's doing that, while he's worried about that stuff, Nick Saban's recruiting and got a Texas A&M quarterback that Jimbo Fisher was going to get there to go to his school. So the more I think about it, 
maybe this was his plan all along. Maybe he wants Jimbo Fisher to worry about other things other than his team and do things like this. I told you this. When name image likeness came about, Nick Saban was like, you thought I could recruit before. Well, wait till now. And he showed you. He just flipped a quarterback. So this feud's not going to be talked about much on here right now. But Jimbo Fisher just continues to talk. Jimbo Fisher just won't let it go. Um, talks about he had to go back and look to make sure that the, how much money was in the collective, who did what, how did this happen. And so when you have to go back and look after your rant, it shows that maybe you don't know everything. It shows maybe you need to know more what's happening in the program. And it shows that maybe you need to know something before you go ranting and then making things personal. These, And the thing is, if Nick Saban really did do something way back when, why don't you just tell people what he did? Oh, because maybe you did it. And here's the problem. You only coached with him in the mid-2000s for a couple years. You didn't coach with him at Alabama. So unless assistants are telling you something, and you're talking about, oh, you built up to be this god of football and everything else, found out how God did his dealings, like I know him, I know him real well. There are people that have coached with him longer. There's people that have coached with him at Alabama when they're at their top. Why haven't they come out and said that he did anything shady? Why have they not said anything? So I think Jimbo Fisher needs to take a deep breath and just forget about it. They get asked about Nick Saban again. I said on the last one, just 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 come out and say, we're worried about our team. We're worried about their, whoever their first game is. I really could care less about who their first game is. But worried about the first game. Worried about this. Worried about this. Worried about this. That's what needs to happen. He needs to stop and let it go. Just let it go. Quit talking about it. Nick Saban's out, out recruiting you right now. Yeah, he might have the normal recruiting class, but he's got a guy to flip. So you poke the bear, he might get more guys to flip. And if Nick Saban figures out the green light of, oh, who cares if if something happens about this NAIO name image likeness deals? Okay, let's see if I can't get Texas A&M players to flip. Because, yeah, Texas A&M may get more money from oil and Texas itself than Alabama. But if Nick Saban can look at a person and say, hey, yeah, name name image likeness, look at what Bryce Young did, but also, you want to go to the NFL? You want to go to the college football playoff? You want to play in the national championship? While you're here, you're going to win a national championship one or two, if not more, in three to four years here. You want to come to Alabama? And he's going to start taking guys from Jimbo Fisher. It's going to happen. It's already happened. It's going to continue. So Jimbo Fisher poked the bear. Maybe Nick Saban poked the bear first. Or Nick Saban pulled in Michael Jordan and needed something to motivate him because Nick Saban could be done after this year and go to the booth. And whenever he decides to go to the booth, he'll lay a check down and the TV person's going to write whatever Nick Saban wants. You know, or the, the TV guy's going to lay a check down for Nick Saban. Nick Saban's going to write down whatever he wants. So Jimbo Fisher, just just stop. Leave it alone. Just stop. It's going to be okay. Well, it's not going to be okay come October 8th and Nick Saban beats you by... Two or three touchdowns. It's just not going to happen. Uh, it's not going to be good. But just let it go. Just let it go. Um, so that wraps up another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Please hit the like button on the video. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow it. Rate it. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Go rate it on iTunes or Apple. 
wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out all the affiliates in the description below. Leave comments in the comment section down below to be a part of the conversation. Thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. This is Coach Steve. Notice other Coach Steve Show podcast. And we will see you next time.